Hey, I'm Tim C. Hey, I'm Landon Blanks. And you're listening to Hacking Concrete. Yeah! Hey, what's up? Welcome back. Episode 10. Um, <laughs> we just settled on a title. The title is going to be, what is it? How to get fired so you can go to WOC. How, how to get fired so you can go to the world of concrete. Um, sorry, it's been a while. We've had a lot going on. No excuses, though. No excuses. We've been getting fired. <laughs> So what happened? How'd you get fired? What happened? So typically, you know, it was a big project. So typically when we are asked or, or awarded a project, we get, uh, what, six months, a year sometimes in advance? So just for reference, we, uh, we just bid a project the other day. This is January 2020. And they said they'll need us in September of 2021. Right. So this, this, this company calls us and they're out of state. So we're always like leery, right? Like, who are these guys? You know, you know, we don't know, we don't have any history, blah, blah, blah. And it said, congratulations, need you to be on site in three weeks. And we had been emailing and calling these guys for a year asking when the project was going to be awarded. Yeah. And and it's also important to note too, that we do jobs in in three weeks notice all the time. Oh yeah, we have to, but we don't do jobs that are going to take three or four months to do in three weeks notice. (laughs) I mean, that's, that's a big, everything, get it done. Yeah. And so, but my, in that situation, you know, cause we kind of like to win sometimes in these bids. So I was like, Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, it took me back, but I was like, Hey, uh, okay. That, oh, 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 great. You know? And meanwhile I hang up and I'm like, crap. Yeah. How are we going to do it? How in the world are we going to do this? You said you kind of like to win. Get back for a second. Landon's real competitive with bidding. Like it's almost like it's an athletic event. And, and you're trying to win. <laughs> he likes to no win. No matter what. The, the money in the job is not as much, it's not as important as the winning. Something like that. <laughs> it is. It is. So anyway, and all of a sudden we realized real quick, actually we let like a week go by. I let like a week go by. Realized after that, like, this is not going to work at all. I can't get machines lined up. We were supposed to purchase machines for this project. Wasn't a machine in the country. That's another story. Mm-hmm. All of them were gone. We bid the project, planning on using the new system that required, required a special kind of machine, and we were going to buy the machine for that job. Yes, yes. Wasn't any in the country. And <laughs> they're sold out because it's not but a couple manufacturers. Right. Fortunately, though, I noticed that at World of Concrete, there appeared to be other manufacturers making the same kind of machine now. There's going to be a lot of them it's there this gonna year. It's going to change. It's gonna, can it's we say flood. those trial polish machines? Can yeah. we say that? Trial polishing machines. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. We don't know how we feel about that. And that's for another time. But right. we're definitely going to, you know, looking forward to investigating. Sorry. So what happened? How'd you get fired? What'd you do? I called him and I told him, I said, look, we are not going to be able to hit the timeline. Um, I'm sorry, but there's no way we can get there in time. Now, we could probably get there mid-January or, or, or mid-February, but we can't get there now. <laughs> and he went ballistic. He got mad? Oh, furious. And bear in mind, we have not even signed a contract. Very intentional. Don't <laughs> sign a contract unless you know what's going to happen. It was, a new, it was a new vendor. We never worked with him before, right. and there were a few red flags up front. You know, it was Absolutely. the way things were going. A so. big one is, hey, here's 60,000 feet. Be there in three weeks. Yeah. What? Maybe it's normal. Maybe you guys just be like, no, that's, we deal with that all the time. I don't think so. No, that's, that's kind of weird. I don't think so. And then. Especially to not have any flex in the schedule. 
what contractor has no flex in the schedule right and tries to book the company three weeks prior to the job especially this type of project yeah and then and then he gets furious at me and says well we're gonna have to have to come back on you monetarily <laughs> what that's funny and it freaks you out when someone comes at you like that you freak out right Definitely, yeah, but I think he was just messing with you, trying to get, you know, he was trying to get you to come and do it. Hindsight being what it is, that's what it is. So anyway, we ended the conversation. We go, hey, I can get there in a month, two months, and uh, we're not stepping away from the project. We'll do it. And he said, let me call you back. Yeah. Did you get a call back? I did get a call back. <laughs> what did he say? He said, you're fired. And just to revisit the contract thing, too, um, we, do, we sign contracts with people all the time once we have a date. Right. Like, there's no contract without a date. Like, that's crazy. Well, you kind of have a, um, at least some knowledge of what's going on. Yeah. Right? Yeah, definitely. Right? You've definitely. talked about the project. You've gone through some type of pre-con communication. None of this. Mm -hmm. They're from two states away. So we, we were talking earlier that, um, you know, how a, a project manager can really wreck your relationship with the customer and with the, the actual contractor, the GC. Right. So a general contractor has a project manager that, that runs the job. Mm. That guy can really mess the relationship up. So um, it's entirely possible that he dropped the ball and maybe he thought he had you under contract. Maybe he thought he communicated. Whatever the case, though. Wait, are you talking about the, the second time we got fired? No, no. I, I was just realizing it could apply to the first time. Because <laughs> <laughs> we got fired again. Right. That's another. Yeah, we're going to get to that. But the first time, you, this time you got fired, though, it could have been the PM dropping the ball, and now we've lost the relationship with that with that general yes. contractor. Yes, yes, crazy situation. Beer in three weeks, sixty thousand square feet. Um, oh, you're not going to do it? I'm going to sue you. What? Well, we haven't. What? <laughs> I haven't gotten paperwork. <laughs> that was divine saying, "Don't do it, don't do it." We get signs like that really often, where um, you know, maybe maybe we're just wrong, but it seems like. I don't know what I'm trying to say. No, go with your gut. Yeah. Go with your gut because your gut is is going to be right a lot. Yeah. As George Costanza would say, you have to listen to the little man. He said, my little man's an idiot. Do you remember that one? <laughs> no, what, was that? what was that one? <laughs> on Seinfeld. So anyway, go with your gut. It got you this far. But check your gut with other people. I ask him all the time. Am I right here? Am I right? What's going on? I fight the balance of like going with my gut on stuff of um, stuff not feeling right. And then... On the other hand, of me not wanting to do something that's very hard. <laughs> so, trying to balance the two. <laughs> Wait, I really don't want to do it anyway. Yeah. All right. And then, so go back to what you said about the, about the PM. All right. So there's another project where um, we have been working for this particular customer for how long now? Four or five years, right? Uh, yes. And Shut down work, holiday work. Yeah. For the entire four or five year period, we were planning jobs months in advance because they would say... Um, this machinery is going to be shut down two months from now. We need you here on this date at this exact time. Right. It shuts down at 8 o'clock. We need you here at 8 o'clock. You have um, 48 hours to complete the project. Mm -hmm. And we're planning like weeks in advance. So, and then, so this is when we're working directly for the customer. That's our favorite scenario where it's us and a customer. There's no middleman. That's because what you want. We, we can communicate everything we need to know. You know. Everything we need to say gets communicated. Nothing mm -hmm. gets lost in translation right. between the two. Let's also talk about billing cycles. Let's talk about all, you know, there's a lot of, lot of reasons why you want that one-on-one -on -one contact. We're talking to the person who has expectations. So we were able to meet them. 
Yeah, meet them. We're right. able to tell them what we can do, and then we're able to do it. Right. But this particular customer, though, they hired a general contractor to do some additions to the place. So now we're working as a subcontractor. Mm-hmm. So you have our old customer, the general contractor, and then us. Beyond the GC, though, they have a, what is it, a project manager and then a superintendent? Mm-hmm. Is that what it is? I don't know. I don't know the structure. But there's like now there's like three or four people between us and the end user. And yes. It's not a great place to be in once, once we've already worked for the end user and we've done it so much. Because now we have like three people between us. Everything was fine before. We never had any issues. But now all of a sudden we had issues. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. So that one hurt. That was a kick. Yeah. So like I said before, we were, we were planning ahead two or three months at a time. So this particular superintendent calls us and says, hey, we need you to come here tomorrow morning and do something. Right. And it was during the, um, it was during the Sequest project we talked about in the last show. Mm-hmm. That's not the kind of project you can just stop what you're doing and go work somewhere else for a day or two. Right. Right. But we made it work. Yeah, we actually did make it work, but it irritated the customer. It did. Because it, we were like a day or two later than, we, than, you know, we didn't come right when they said we were a day or two later. And um, I think we lost them as a customer. They're gone. They are gone. Unless things change. Yeah. So anyway, we got fired from that one. So we're not saying all this just to complain. That's really not the point. I mean, it's fun. It's fun to complain about stuff. And it's also really fun to blame other people on your failures. So we got fired twice and, and we have... In the past 11 minutes, we have put it off on other people. <laughs> we, haven't taken, we haven't taken ownership of any of that. Uh, and probably the truth is we could have been more proactive in our communication, right? We, we always could be. We're horrible at it. I am, I'm bad. I'm bad. Right, but on the bright did. side, we only have one, one job going on right now <laughs> instead of like four or five. And that means we're going to leave next week and go to the World of Concrete in Vegas. Las Vegas. You excited about it? I'm, I am. I am. We got a lot of people to see. We do, I know. I'm excited about seeing a lot, of, a lot of friends, a lot of different people that are there. I'm not excited about being hounded to buy stuff. Mm. So what's the trick you do with the badge? I don't know. You know, you don't, you don't let them see your badge? You oh, yeah, I wear, badge. My, I wear my badge. That's right. So here's a, a pro tip. This will be my third time going. <laughs> I've been to a lot of trade, other types of shows, trade shows where you have a badge like this. So. And um, pro tip on the badge, don't wear it around your neck because... It's got a, a QR code on it. And if you walk up to a vendor, the first thing they say, they're like, oh, let me scan your badge. How are you doing? And, you, you know, you feel like a jerk saying, don't do, no, you can't scan me. But <laughs> Don't scan me, bro. <laughs> the problem is that when they scan that badge is that they get all of your information. They get your address, your phone number, and your email address. Yeah. So you and when you, get, your, when you get home, yeah, when you get home, you're inundated with email. Wait, you put it on the backside. So I wear it on my on my um on your rear. On my your rear. Derriere. And and so in other words, they have to reach around with the scanner. It's super awkward if they Which, want to scan me. You what are they photographing the rear? Are they are they scanning what 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 is that? Uh, yeah. It's it's super <laughs> awkward. So to scan me, they're gonna have to say, Can I scan you? And then if I say yes, I'll reach around and hand it to them. Um it just I can act like I'm all put out, like I can't find it. And they're like, oh, just forget it. <laughs> oh, good. I forgot about the badge trick. We also almost had another firing. On what? Went, had a great meeting with the customer. Small job. Um, oh, yeah. I let a couple of days go by. You did. And they, uh, we got an email that we got fired. <laughs> I said... <laughs> I immediately reply, replied back. Said you should read it. It's pretty. It's hey, pretty stern. I wish we could. Can we read it? What did the word say? Anyway, I I reply back as like, hey, sorry, it's only been like two days. Um, we had you on the schedule to come do the project because I thought that's what our conversation was like. <laughs> we got to reply back. 
He's like, oh, sorry, you're rehired. How can did you, you? Oh, this is what he said. Can you? Can you? Um, can you suffer with this perturbation? <laughs> Pertur- perturbation. 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 Look that up real quick. Yeah. Perturbation. Perturbation. <laughs> Why is it so fast? <laughs> Do it again. Perturbation. Perturbation. <laughs> I don't know why she's saying it so fast. <laughs> so perturbation. Perturbation. We better drop that. So, <laughs> so this is like, honestly, that's my fault too. That's my fault too. It wasn't though, because you had a conversation where you said, yeah, we're going to do it. And and he just kind of panicked because all contractors have a history of, of doing that. Yeah. yeah. For example, I'll give you a good example. A friend of mine that, um, that I work out with every week, he... He has someone come in to remodel his bathroom. This is like, this is terrifying to me because I'm always, whenever I sell a job, I always tell the customer, do not move anything out until you hear from me. Like the day before I need to tell oh, you, yes, yes, I need yes, to tell yes. you, yes, green light. Cause you want to be able to back out. Yeah. If something goes wrong and I'm a day or two late, yeah. I don't want them to have like moved everything out of their garage into the driveway. So anyways, back to my friend, he, he's remodeling his bathroom, right? And he's trying to save money. So he told the contractor, he said, I'm going to do all the demo myself. So you come in and you just put the bathroom stuff back, do the tile, the fixtures and all that stuff. <laughs> so this was on the, this is supposed to be a two day project. And it was like the 20th of December, right before Christmas. Oh man. He tore out his bathtub, his, the commode, the sink and the floors and the drywall tore all of it out of the bathroom completely. It's a one bathroom house. They <laughs> no longer have a bathroom. And the next day when the contractor is supposed to be there. He calls and says, "Hey, I'm not going to be able to make it till January." Mm. So, <laughs> and see, this is where we go wrong as contractors. He knew he couldn't get there. He knew he couldn't get there the day before. Why did he wait until the day of? And, and we do it. So a lot of this is on us. We're complaining yeah. about other people. Man, it's just it's just tough. I know you're just trying to keep a million people happy all the time. It's a constant struggle. I mean, I just had someone ask me to price a two foot by one foot countertop. And I, I spent 30 minutes typing the text, trying to tell him that I didn't know how to do it. Cause it, struggling. I was struggling. It was, I mean, it was going to take like three or four days. It would take like three days. Cause we don't have a place set up to do it right now. Cause we just moved in this new place. It would take like three or four days to get set up. And I, I just could not figure out how to word it. Can't figure out what to say. So you just put it off. So it, it, all of a sudden the bathroom is torn out. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's so true. It's cause, cause it's like, it's like, but if those things, it's good to go through life in those things. Cause you realize I got to get better, but do we get better? Do I get better? That's why that book I just told you to read five, four, three, two, one. What is it? The, the, Oh yeah. Um, the I five re- second rule, five second principle. By Mel, Mel Robbins. Yeah. And yeah. so, and, and what, what it basically is, okay. You don't put it off. You just say five, four, three, two, one act go. And then do it and do it. Yep. So we always, um, we always struggle sending bids out. We think, it's going to take so long. I mean, we have our computers with us. We could do it anywhere we are. Yes. And, and so you'll have like three, we'll have like three or four bids to send. And, and we just won't because we think, well, I've got to be in my office sitting at that desk, you know, focused. And you just sat down here while you're waiting on me to get some stuff ready to record this. And how many did you send out? Four. You sent four bids out in like 15 minutes. Right. Right. I did the same thing at the world of concrete. It's Caesars. Yeah. I could have stayed at, the place I wanted to stay at in Caesars. That's where I'm staying. Where you're staying. <laughs> in November, it was a great price. You know what I did? Oh, I'll go look at it another time. Yeah, that's true. Couldn't you know what I'm not staying? Not at that spot. 
I know it. I'm there though. I don't know how it worked out, but <laughs> I'm there. Um, we uh, we're kind of going all out this year on the trip to Vegas, and um, so I got the the nice resort at Caesars. You're over there in the ghetto part of Caesars. <laughs> so, anyways, we're both staying at Caesars at World of Concrete, and um, we got some T-shirts made this year. And did you, uh, your brother-in-law made them? Is that right? Yep, he made them. Do you have them? Do we have them yet? No. Okay, so his brother-in-law made us some T-shirts, um, some Hacking Concrete T-shirts. So if you happen to see us at the World of Concrete and we actually have a backpack with us, just say hey and we'll give you a shirt. Is that the plan? Is that how we're going to do it? Yeah. Anyone that says hey until we run out, got a shirt. Free Hacking Concrete T-shirt. What are you looking forward to about going? I know we said relationships and stuff, but why, why would anyone go to World of Concrete, though? What's, the, what's our real reason for going? We need to go this year, um, well... To meet with vendors, but also we're looking at a new area of concrete that we have not done. Oh, yeah, that's right. So we need to take like a good half a day yep. to go look at these vendors, get this machine right, see what, see if this is, for one, how how much everything's going to cost. We really don't have any idea. We have an idea. It's always double what we're thinking. It is, yeah. It is. So we need to look at that for like a half a day. There's one specific thing about the machinery that I think is interesting, an interesting thing that's happening in our industry in that, um, you know, we just, we just bought a new, a new polished concrete machine and it's remote controlled. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and this new, this new area we might go into, I don't want to say what it is yet, but this new area we might go into, I really want to see if they have remote, con remote controlled things because it's, a, it could be a little sketchy. I think it could be a little dangerous. And I, I like the idea of being away from the equipment. Right. And also, we, we have decided that we have a problem with labor, and I know you guys do too. I know the industry has a problem with labor. So what we calculated is the extra money that it took to get the remote control placed on the machine, it essentially knocked out a man, it, it, maybe a half a man. But that's crucial to us right now. Well, you had at one point, you had your, your, um, one of your managers, he, he actually called you and said, hey, I can actually do this alone. Right. Me and this machine can do this and work night shift by ourselves if you want. Right. So, so it, it does knock out a man. It actually does. And that's hard, that's, that's hard to communicate to the customer because I think, I think once we place a bid, you know, that their, their expectations are this many people on a site or anything else, but they don't realize that that very expensive piece of equipment. It's ridiculous. It was ridiculously expensive, the one we got. Right. And, and it, it does better than a guy that knows nothing. It's just showing up watching. Yeah, it does. And, in addition to the machine eliminating the extra person, the, the biggest selling point for me is that when you go and, and load the equipment out, like we're still in taking, our business is at a point where we're still taking trailers. We load our stuff in trailers and we drive to the next job. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times that's you pulling the trailer. So this new machine, um, it's a one-man show getting it onto the trailer. Mm -hmm. So like if the job is completely done, you can go out there and load up and get us out of there alone. Whereas our, our, our large machines are like literally a three-man process getting them in the trailers. I mean, they're 1,200, 1,500 pounds. It really takes that many because we're not on loading docks. We're in trailers. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to going and seeing on this new business we might go down, road we might go down. Idea. I, I want to go and see if they have automated. It's going to be cool. Yeah. I like the technology too. Right, right. But you know that that's going to double the price over. It's, we're already going to pay more than we thought we were going to pay. And that's right. going to increase even further going fully automated. But right. I just don't see any way around it at this point with the way our labor, the way the labor situation is. Mm -hmm. And I, th I think I've been told labor is out there. You just need to pay a lot. It's so tough because we're kind of old school. Mm -hmm. So tough to pay a tremendous amount of money for someone that's non-educated non in our industry. 
Yeah, it is. It's about moving up, moving up through the minors, and then and then then making your way. And but now it's like, hey, you got to provide a van, phone, and if you still don't know what you're doing, here's a job. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's true. So anyway, if you're listening to this, we're on a magazine, yep. right? They're gonna be passing the, it out. They're gonna. I think they're gonna be passing it out. Oh, yeah. I think you're you're the cover boy. I, I made the cover. cover. I know. I'm Rob sorry. got the cover behind the H, <laughs> behind the shark. But you yeah. got the cover. Rob is like Mike Wazowski <laughs> in Monsters when he made they made the cover of that magazine and, and Mike is behind the barcode. That's Rob. Right. Coatings Pro Mag. We got it. <laughs> we got it. So what else do you want to learn at World of Concrete? Anything? About our failures. About how I can't communicate. <laughs> <laughs> do they have seminars on communication there? Yes. So last year you played one hand. One <laughs> hand of blackjack. Yeah, that's true. I did. And give us that story. Well, I played a bunch of hands of blackjack. Oh, you did? Okay. You okay. know, the day before. Right. And um, I play $5 at a time. It's a very simple process. The rules are written on the table. <laughs> <laughs> what the dealer is going to do, the rules are written on the table. So if you do the same thing as the dealer, only slightly modified, I feel like I have a good chance of winning, right? Whatever. I know everybody says that. <laughs> so I was up about 100 bucks, paying $5 at a time, and I played one night. And I made about a little over $100. And... Um, so we quit for the night. We went to the show the next day and we come back and it's our last night in town. And I said, and we were talking about where are we going to go eat? Yeah. You know, should we go to McDonald's or should we go somewhere nice? And <laughs> I said, I don't want to go spend a bunch of money somewhere nice. And then you and, and Rodney, my brother, um, y'all had, I guess, lost a little bit at Blackjack. Always. Yeah. And I think I would lose too. I think it was dumb luck. But anyways, so we decided at that moment that I was going to take my winnings, my hundred dollars that I was up. I was, I was, I didn't want to go home losing money, but I was okay losing what I had won. So we took my winnings and we put it on one hand. It was a hundred and hundred dollars maybe. And we won that hand. Won it. And we got to go eat anywhere we wanted to go eat. And I can't, I cannot believe where we ended up. <laughs> oh my gosh. Who picked that? It wasn't me. It wasn't me. So I guess Rodney picked it. But <laughs> We all agreed to it. Well, we were lazy. We didn't want to walk really far. All the resorts, the, all the restaurants and resorts have a line. You have to get reservations. Yeah. So we ended up at the Bubba Gump Shrimp Bubba Company. freaking Gump. And we blew 200 bucks. <laughs> all that work for Bubba Gump. I don't, I mean, how do we spend so much at Bubba Gump? Everything in Vegas well, is we expensive. we the shrimp basket. Yeah. Everything in Vegas is expensive. So anyway, yeah, grab us for a shirt. Let's hook up in Vegas. Um, what do we got, like the decorative concrete party? Yeah, so here's the things we're going to do, and if you guys are there, you should, we should hang out. Yeah. Monday night, we're going to go to the the Decorative Concrete Council. What are they called? The ASCC? ASCC, yeah. We're going to go to that. The bash, kickoff bash. The kickoff bash, Monday yeah. night. Um, I don't know where it is. Where is it? Do you know where it is? I guess if you're a member, you'll it's know where Westgate. it is. At the Westgate. Okay. So Monday night, we're going to go to the ASCC kickoff bash at the Westgate. Tuesday night, we are going to go to the um, Retroplate thing. Yeah. What is that called? No, Cure Creek. The CureCrete, yeah. So Tuesday night, we're going to go to the CureCrete party. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's at the World of Concrete, mm -hmm. somewhere in the building. But we can miss some stuff if somebody else wants to do something else. Well, we're going to leave that party and go to the Concrete Network party. Oh, yeah, we got to do that. Which is at um, Gordon Biersch. That's the private party. But if you're part of the Concrete Network, you should go to that, yep. and we'll hang out there. Um, Wednesday, all day, we don't really have any plans. And Wednesday night, we're looking for something to do. If anybody wants to get together, just send us a message somewhere. Yeah, it, I guess Instagram is the best way to contact Follow, us. Let's look up. Follow us on Instagram. Landon is Modern Polish Concrete. at Modern Polish Concrete. I'm at Tim DCVA.
If you ever want to offer suggestions about the show or um, if you want to be on the show or anything like that, just send us a message. Yes. Awesome. And we have a few cool things planned coming up on this show. We just bought this machine here that lets us do telephone calls where you can actually hear people on the show. So we're going to be, um, we're going to be talking to Nathan from Alternative Concrete Solutions on a future show. And he, he has a lot of funny stories. He is from the British Virgin Islands. And that dude goes from job to job on a boat. <laughs> and, um, I'm really looking forward to talking to him. Um, he just sent me a video the other day of it was um, apparently the boat had come up to the dock and his guys were unloading a generator. Did I tell you about this? You did. And they dropped a, they dropped a generator in the ocean. <laughs> so it's typical. So, anyways, Nathan's going to be on the show. I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing about how you conduct business. I mean, we have a hard enough time as it is. Mm-hmm. How in the world right. do you conduct business when there's a one-month shipping delay because everything comes by boat and you travel from job to job on a boat? Right. It's crazy. So that's going to be a good one. Maybe we'll bring the equipment to do something in Vegas. You want to do that? I'd like to. If we could grab a legend here or there and, and kind of pick their brain. I have that little portable one. Yeah. Should we do video or podcast? We can just bring the GoPro and do it off that we could definitely do both but it would be we would look like big nerds with like microphones we're used to it these things look like something from a um you know like the newscasters we need like the we need the little cardboard thing around that says hacking concrete yeah yeah yeah. it's usually as a channel (laughs) we did we definitely need to do that anyways um thanks for listening look forward to seeing you next week